more demands on our money now than ever before. I mean, grandma didn't have a cell phone bill, an internet bill, or streaming service subscriptions. And she also didn't have as high of costs. The weekly groceries were like 20 bucks and a gallon of gas was like 20 cents. No wonder grandma was able to save more and pay off her debt faster. Are we today doomed to stay in debt, to keep renting, to work extra jobs and all the things, you know? How did it get this way anyway? And what's needed to change? Today, we start a series of five episodes where we explore the transition that we're in with money on a macro and on a micro level, right? On a societal level and on an individual level. The big question for today is, how do we get through this transition and come out better on the other side? Welcome to the Fife Movement. I'm your host, Amanda Neely. This is the only movement that helps our generation create our unique feminine and entrepreneurial approach to financial independence. So glad that you're joining me today. Have you ever lived in the in-between you know that some big change is coming, but it's not quite here yet. But maybe you do everything you can to prepare. Maybe not like prepper level, right? But at least not ignoring the change like an ostrich with its head in the sand. You, you know, you're doing what you can. This year, just before COVID hit, I moved from one city to another. I lived in the first city for half of my life. But I knew for about a year or more that I was going to move to this new city, and so I dreamed and prepared for it. I could picture in my mind the other side of that transition, and that dream and imagining it, imagining it as reality was a huge motivation for doing everything that I could to prepare, right? Taking items I didn't need anymore to be donated, meeting with friends in person that I likely wouldn't see for quite a while, starting to connect with people in my new city. And of course, I had no clue that COVID would happen and make it more difficult to get settled in that new city. Uh, but I, I'm so glad that I kind of laid that foundation, did some prep work. I can only imagine how much worse of a transition it would have been had I not prepped, right? Now, of course, not everything's perfect by any means, but what I did do during that transition made the post-transition so much easier and better. So if, like we're talking about on this show, there's this big transition right now and everything is changing, including the story of money, the role money plays in our lives, then how do we prepare so that we come out better on the other side? Who do we want to be when this is done and how do we help make that happen? And I think first, the, the number one step we need to take is to look a little bit back at what got us to where we are so we can decide what needs to come with us into the future and what needs to just stay in the past. Like going through my home, right, and asking for each object, do I want this to come into my new home or will this be best to let go of? We can ask ourselves, does this financial principle or way of doing things fit into my view of the future or is it best to let go of that? But unlike material objects, what with principles and ways of doing things, knowing where those principles came from 
and why people adopted them um, is so super helpful to decide if they're, you know, uh, appropriate for the future. We want to ask, do I want to bring this principle, um, this financial principle into my future? You know, we need to ask, why does it exist anyway, right? And once we've kind of knowing that backstory helps us make that decision. So we're going to be questioning commonly accepted financial principles a lot on this uh, show, but let me give you one example today so that you can get your brain rolling with learning to question the status quo and why it is the way it is so you can decide if you want that status quo to go into your future or if you want to let it go. So today, many people find themselves needing to work longer hours and multiple jobs in order to make ends meet. That's the status quo. But it isn't how things always have been, and it does not have to be the way of the future. So why has working so many hours and extra jobs become the status quo? Could it be because of how our money system is structured? Might it be because half of our income goes to the government in forms of taxes or fees? Could it be because wages haven't kept pace with the increased costs of a basic lifestyle? I mean, housing costs alone are hard to keep up with. Is it maybe because we just have more technology that eats away at our income? Maybe on some level, all of those are true. But I think the number one reason people have to work longer hours um, and multiple jobs to make ends meet really goes back to something that happened during the 1970s. We got to go way back. <laughs> Studies have shown that by 1977, the buying power of wages had been going down. And by 1990, two earners were needed to have the same buying power as one earner in the 1970s, or in 1970. So between 1970 and 1977, something happened that led to this trajectory that by 1990, we need two people. And Wharton professor Jeremy Siegel called this seven-year period uh, one of the greatest failures of American macroeconomic policy in the post-war period, post-World War II. The viewpoints are varied. I'll put a couple links in the show notes if you want to reach, uh, if you want to research. But from my perspective, it boils down to this. From 1945, after World War II was done, the U.S. saw a boom not only in babies, but also in consumption and productivity. But that couldn't last forever, though. So almost 30 years later, 1970-ish, the boom started to bust. But companies still wanted to make lots of money, and politicians still wanted to get elected, so they did what they could. Uh, they paid people just over broke, and they kept social services going and growing. The whole reason was to keep as many people as possible employed and buying stuff, consuming. The consumerism that flourished after World War II remained the guiding principle. And the ruling idea was, if we want to solve our economic crisis, we just need to keep buying stuff. If we want to solve the crisis, we need to just keep buying stuff. Sounds familiar to 2020. We still have that consuming perspective for the most part, and it's guided some of the macroeconomic policies this year as well. You know, we just need more people to keep buying more stuff. We need people to be employed so they can keep buying. We, this is the rhetoric, even if it's not, you know, said so straightforward. But my question for you today is this. 
Is that the future you want? Is that the future you want for the next generation? Do you want to define your future by the ability to buy this or that, no matter how many extra working hours it takes? Or would you rather define your future by the amount of leisure time you have? Is there something else, right, that you want to define your future by? What can you do today to prepare for a transition from a consumer culture to whatever comes next? Particularly if you work for yourself, you have way more control and opportunity here. So dream a little bit. What would you want your life and your business to look like if we go to a post-consumer culture? Um, which it seems like we might, right? And I know a lot of us don't care about the history and the decisions of the past. And that's totally cool. I want to stay focused in the future. And we probably should stay more focused in the future and creating the future we want. If you are ready to find your financial focus and make sure you go through this transition really well, you have the money for what's most important to you, that's why I'm here. I'd love to help you do so. You can head over to fifemovement.com to discover more about aligning your money with your priorities and preparing for better results on the other side of whatever transitions are coming our way. Thanks for joining me and connecting with the Fife Movement. As you go about your day today, remember, wealth is coming your way. Your quest is to prepare to use it well. And if that means buying stuff, great. If that means something else, great too. To connect with the community, visit fifemovement.com. And for more tips on how to prepare, be sure to subscribe. Finally, if my gift has helped you today, please pay the gift forward by sharing this content with a friend. My gratitude in advance.